Welcome to Go Home Heat, a sports entertainment raw focused podcast. On this particular episode, I have Justin via the wonders of technology. Justin, how are we doing? Thanks for calling in. Good, good. Cool. Um, Monday Night Raw, I will, uh, spoiler alert, I enjoyed it. There was some moments. There was some moments. There was some. There's some ridiculousness, but there were some good moments there. Okay. I found it interesting that basically your show was three or four segments. Basically. Right? You had the Lashley thing where um, the beginning segment, which was about 35, 40 minutes, right? Where it goes from one thing to another to another to another. You had the women's segment, which was about a half hour. You had the Morrison thing, which was somewhere around 40 minutes. And then you had um, Riddle and AJ, which was a long time, right? That was pretty much your episode with a couple things sprinkled in in the middle, right? Um, That's pretty much it, yeah. And I found that interesting, too, because they did, like, none of the segments were just two people, right? Like, it was its own little, it was its own little half-hour show. Mm-hmm. Which I, I found that a lot of. Go ahead. As you're saying, what a lot of interaction. Right, right. Okay, so we started. That Drew McIntyre is involved in everything. Correct. He's an omnipresence. And uh, it will be interesting to see. I read that for the first time. I noticed some things online where some of these wrestling sheets had said things like, what will Drew need to do to get some more traction as a character? And I thought, man, you guys are just now noticing what we've been talking about is that here's what he needs. It's funny because they were talking about, well, maybe he needs to turn heel. Maybe he needs to turn heel. No, he just needs to go off TV for a minute. Yes, he's every damn where. It's the same thing that, I know you're. She's one of your favorites, but they, Charlotte Flair. Right. You have somebody on your television the whole freaking time, every week, every episode. I mean, I got you know. It's all going to get stale after a while. But Charlotte was off, surrounding Mania. That's the only thing that helped her. Right. Even if she was in trouble or whatever you want to call, you're going to. It was still. You, you're it was I think that helped her character and helped her because she was right in the middle of that Lacey Evans debacle and all that BS. They didn't have a plan that would have been awful anyway. Correct. Whereas Drew, you know, we're going on two years of this. Yes. And I get to, you know, we do. And okay, for the television of the, the, the we talk about this sometimes on I talk about this sometimes on the music podcast we do. The live show's different from what I'm getting on television. Exactly. It's the same show, but it's different, right? And I get that for over a year, we did not have live crowds. And to pull Drew off TV when you're heading into a town might not make sense. But here's what they did with Cena sometimes. He just wrestled the the post-SmackDown match. Yeah. You know, as soon as the show's over... You know, have Lashley, um, you know, murking somebody or Seamus murking somebody at the end of the show. Have him come out or just have him walk out and give a speech post 
raw about thanking everybody yeah. for coming there and then have some heel come out and do something and give them a house show match real quick. Yeah. You know? Anything. And I'm not talking I'm not even talking about for four or five weeks. I'm talking you know, out of the out of the four weeks in a month or whatever, you know, give him give him two off in a row and then give him kind of one every month for a little while that isn't that isn't where he's focused, focused. But here we go. Here's what they did. We get MVP and Lashley, and there and MVP is trying to make it okay that Lashley put Goldberg's son in a <laughs> in the hurt lock. All right. Here's my first question on this. Yeah. Why does anybody care? His son got in the ring. Yes. Yes. Have you seen Have you Have you seen the documentary on uh, the Malice in the Palace, Detroit Pistons, Indiana Pacers? Uh-uh. Oh, it's on Netflix. It's fascinating. But, you know, the, to your point, a couple of those guys went down onto the court. And then they tried to sue. And that was like, nah, dog. You, the, the, if you got beat up in the stands by a player, yep. you might can sue. Right? If you got when beat. You put a foot on that court. You're fair. You're fair game, buddy. Correct. Correct. Dude, a tremendous documentary. They show footage that you wouldn't. That you hadn't gotten anywhere else. They, uh, uh, Ron Artest is a different person now than he was <laughs> at that moment in time. You know, he he he, like realized that he had. I think he always knew that his mind just was different from everybody else's. But I don't know if you remember, he sold one of his championship rings to raise to uh, donate money for like mental health awareness and stuff. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a tripped out cat. Uh, meta, meta world peace. Forgive me. Oh. Uh, yeah. Okay. So again, you're exactly right. The kid jumped in the ring and tried to do something with, but you know, Goldberg's not going to look at it like that. But MVP. Why does Bobby Lashley care what Goldberg thinks? He just murked Goldberg. Why? That's my point. Well, Why am I trying to by my behavior to somebody? I don't give a crap what they think and they can't do nothing to me. Well, I don't think Lashley was apologizing. <laughs> MVP was apologizing. Lashley was Lashley just kind of stood there and listened. You know what I mean? And and you could tell Lashley almost got a little irritated as MVP, as MVP lauded how well Goldberg performed. Well, he didn't die, Kevin. Yeah, correct. He went. It went a whole six minutes. You know, and I'm I'm pretty sure that like 45 seconds of that was actual wrestling. Goldberg and not Goldberg selling a leg injury. Goldberg, like almost, I think he pretty much landed on neck and head twice because he's just not capable of doing certain things. No, you, you know what I mean. And, and I, I worry when he wrestles. But anyway, let's move on to this. I worry wrestles too that I'm gonna have to watch it. Right. All of all of this sets up Priest coming out, which may be the real core underlying reason why we're apologizing here. Although we're setting up Goldberg's return for, um. Saudi and for the extreme rules, probably a uh, priest comes out and he's like, Hey man, you know, I'm not a little kid. Maybe you should take me on, which priest has become the, the guy who takes up for the people being bullied and all that. And I, I, I like him in this role. He is a cool face, which is hard to come by nowadays. This whole yeah, thing. That. Yes. Yes. This whole thing worked for me pretty well. They wind up having a little bit of a Bobby gets so furious. He says, I'm going to go change clothes and come out here and whip your butt. 
to which they, I thought they had a really good back and forth. I feel like they have good chemistry whenever they decide to pull the trigger on this program. I think these two dudes should be the, the next thing, but I'm not convinced they will be. Or if they do it, it'll be just pre, you know, a one-month little push, you know? Yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But what we wind up having is a good little match, and then as Priest looks like he might be able to do something, Sheamus comes out, and that turns into Drew coming out, to your point from earlier. And they did, like I said, it's almost hypocritical for me to say this, but what you wound up doing is, you know, the guys who have been the guys on your show for the last uh, recent memory – Lashley, Drew, Sheamus, right? Mm-hmm. And Sh- the Sheamus-Drew thing was a huge rivalry, even though it wasn't for the belt. But it was kind of for an opportunity for the belt, but it was huge. So you put Priest in here with him, and and he not only holds his own, he kind of shines. And, of course, the whole match winds up being... <laughs> the whole match winds up being to set up Drew. It was so weird yeah. to see... To see Drew get the win on the Claymore after Bobby finally gets flustered and just leaves, and then you have the you have the announcer saying, "What a huge win for Damian Priest!" And I'm like, "Well, if if I was in the arena, I wouldn't even thought about Damian Priest getting a win." When's the last time you heard it being a huge win for the guy that didn't get the pin, other than Eva Marie? Uh, I don't remember that, Kevin. <laughs> and as it was a legit weird. tag team, right? But anyway. So that wound up being that, and then you go through different segments of the show that play off of this. The one where you have the cool heel, I mean the cool face, and 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 whatever you want to call Drew at this point. And Drew decides he's going, to, dude. They even book Drew Strong in the in the the backstage segment where he says we're going to go drinking together, right? Yeah. They allude you, you you've been presenting Damian Priest as this partier that can knock back buckets of champagne while he's in a hot tub and not get a headache, which is a, a Her- Herculean, Herculean, Herculean. Yeah. It's a Herculean feat. My friend to drink a lot of champagne while you're laying in a hot tub and not get a headache. You know how, you know, you know how much uh, water you lose I, when you're in a hot tub? A lot. See what I'm saying? If you can do yeah. that, you're a man's man. You know, don't let him fool you. And yet, level man. Huh? Like Steven Regal level man's man. A little different. I, I did accidentally, uh, not accidentally, I did wind up having to wake up early and utilize a chainsaw yesterday. So I, my respect, my respect, because of the way my shoulder blades feel right now, for chainsaw people. <laughs> yeah, you, you get them, Stephen Regal. But um, anyway, you have Drew saying he's going to drink this guy under the table, and it's like, oh, you can't even book him, book him average in that scenario yeah (laughs) we'll say that if we're having a drinking contest the scotsman's gonna have the advantage whether i want to admit it or not yeah and drew's probably got him by 40 pounds yeah yeah i think if she got involved the irishman trumps the scotsman yeah but if they start doing drugs my money's on priest Man, <laughs> <laughs> judging by Everybody nothing, judging by nothing yeah. other than the attire, because I've seen him yeah. in fishnet shirts. 
Yes. And you don't want to party with nobody with a fishnet shirt on. No. What was? Oh man, remind me. We've got to talk about that. That what Seth was wearing. That shirt that Seth had. <laughs> oh, it's on the SmackDown pod. I will. I will. <laughs> it was he a vampire pirate? I don't know. Or a vamp or a pirate pimp was also a possibility. Where was the other? I saw somebody else in a fishnet shirt. Oh, I watched a. Di- uh, a show called the yeah. shop. A show called the shop, and Carmelo Anthony was on it, and he had a fishnet shirt on too, which was interesting to me. Is that one where uh, they go to the barbershop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was anyway. Anyway, let's get back to wrestling. Um, so then you had the Sheamus coming into Bobby's locker room and saying he want you know what on earth? Why would you leave me out there when I saved your button? Drew and Bobby was of course like you. I didn't need you to save my button. You keep hanging around, you're going to have a real problem. And Seamus leaves, and I would find it interesting. We never do this, but if they were to want to go heel heel post Goldberg, I would I'm love fine. to see Seamus and Bobby have about three matches. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Or in Raw World 7. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. So that was that whole program right there. The other things we had going on, we had a... Uh, and that sets up Sheamus versus Bobby next week. They are wrestling. Yes. Yes. So we get at least one of these. Correct. Whether it'll, We'll see if it's going to be like a crappy squash match or something like that. Right. Speaking of um, crappy squash matches, what do you think about Karrion Cross's outfit? I thought he looked like uh, if somebody bought their Lord Humongous costume at Walmart. Thank you. A red Lord Humongous costume. Very nice. That very nice. I read a line that this was so that they can make him more marketable to sell toys and stuff. Yeah. I'm uh, like, when did Mattel buy the WWE? When did this become He Man and Transformers? Well, also, when did um when did any kid want a GIMP outfit? I know. <laughs> What? Come you know on, what I mean? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> that okay. That was terrible. What are you doing? Okay, he... Mur- he- Kevin, I don't... I, they sit there and they bitch and they moan. NXT's not creating stars. NXT's not giving us big dudes that are gonna make, we're going to be able to make money off of. You got Karrion Cross, a judo expert, Sambo expert, 260 pounds, looks like a murder machine. And this is what you do when you bring him up to the main roster. And then you complain about the other guys not giving you good talent. He'd be, he could be over in the big boss man's old outfit. That's all it takes. He could be over in wrestling trunks. He could be over in jeans. He could be over in sweatpants. Why are you doing this? Like, I, I, I don't get it. But okay, he he squashes he squashes Ricochet. What do you think about that? Well, why? What is Ricochet again? Again, you ain't got nobody back there but Ricochet to squash. You keep half pushing him for four like two two weeks and then pull the rug out from under people. It's just none of this. This is the stuff where it just breaks down because none of this makes sense. Did he win? Yes. Was it a great match? And eh, it was okay. Yeah. But it, it just yes, I get where I get exactly where you're coming from on all of this. 
who did this who did this help or did it just kill time I don't know that it helped anybody I don't know that it helped anybody you didn't have a program for it you did you know you have ricochet who you know you, you try to convince me every now and then you care about and then you give me this. But anyway, okay, what do you think about Dewdrop? Looks like she's finally free of Eva Marie, and she said she wants to keep the name. Uh, in in character, in the show, you the, the script was where Dewdrop was talking, and then um, Eva Marie jumped her from behind, and I'm going to, you know, they're going to wind up with a matchup, and then you have, but all that matters is Dewdrop is free. And we're going to get to see her wrestle in this division. And I'm kind of excited about that in a way. I am. I think that's great. I, I think it's, I think again, it shows their poor on, I mean, because they brought her in with Eva and it was obviously dumb. And I don't know, Dewdrop, Piper Niven, whatever. If, if she's cool with it, I'm fine with it. But yeah, I'm glad she's going to get to wrestle like a wrestler. Correct. Cause she's a very good wrestler. She is. Okay. Uh, Storyline thing we've been having is the Ali Mansoor as they figure out their place in one another's lives and in one another's tag team and in one another's career. Ali is told by Mansoor, let me handle gender ball by myself. <laughs> Woo. He could have picked a different day to decide on that. And so, Jinder goes out and shows him uh, that he ain't quite ready for that. Um, puts a pretty good whooping on him. Ali plays it up on the sideline like a champ. He is such a good little actor. Oh, dude, he's like Paul Heyman's like understudy over there, giving good reaction over there. Well, it, whether it's in a the, the 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 failing of reckoning had nothing to do with Ali. No. You know what I mean? Like he's a fantastic sports entertainer. Yeah, it had nothing to do with any of the wrestlers and or talent involved with it. Right, right. It had something to do with chainsaws, but we'll we'll digress. Yeah. <laughs> so, and when this is over, Ali kind of looks at him and is like, "Well, you know, you got what you wanted. I hope you enjoyed it." And yeah, I I, I love this program, and I like the concept of taking gender and putting him in. Of him being the heater guy, right? If you're trying to yeah. get a baby face over by showing a bad decision process or by showing them getting murked, Jinder's a good guy to do that till you figure out something else to do with him. Oh, definitely. Definitely. You, you know, because he is legitimate, big and strong and rough looking. Oh. I do think they should get those to the his his cronies, uh Veer and Veer. And what, what's, what are they calling him? Shinka? Shanky. Shanky, I'm sorry. I do think they should get them into the tag division a little bit because I, I they, I mean. They, they wrestle, Kevin. That'd be interesting if they could. Logan Paul is here, and boy, was the crowd happy about that. As we get. Boy, <laughs> I mean. Woo! Austin, Austin Idol is sitting over there in awe of the heat that this kid's getting. He's like, what did this dude do? Do you like kick the Pope in the balls or something? Or dude, what the hell? It was than anybody I've ever seen. Yeah, and and dude, Morrison and Miz. It was a it was a moist TV segment with Morrison, and we we're setting up an angle, and they were trying to 
you the stack for the ending. Yeah, and dude, it was all Morrison and Miz are so professional in getting through that segment in spite of the fact that people were just killing killing this guy. And I mean, the Miz almost almost saved the segment. You know? Oh, dude, Miz, he did great. Yeah, eventually, though, we have Xavier Woods come out and we get the match that was kind of set up by the product placement moment in SummerSlam with the water shooter thing. Um, although I, I will say that seeing Xavier Woods dressed as Scott Hall or Razor yeah. Ramon was nice. Um, it was wonderful. Right, correct. Now, the go ahead. The bad guy. Yes, complete with toothpick and Ghostbuster setup. Okay, anyway, match is good. Uh, Morrison tries to help whenever the Miz is in trouble. It leads to the Miz losing and the Miz kind of having a, an excuse to blame Morrison. And as Morrison explains, hey, no big deal. We finally get where we thought we were going a month ago. And the Miz turns on Morrison. And I thought for sure Morrison would be the one to get flustered with it all and leave. And he acted like that. And it's almost as if this was a preemptive strike by the Miz. I think it was. And so now we are going to get the Miz and Morrison in a program with one another. And I cannot wait for what this leads to. I'm hoping they really give him a run with this. And it's fun. They got three hours to fill. Give those... 20 minutes of your show. And unless they wind up back in the Thunderdome, I do not think we're going to get Logan Paul again. Oh, no. Really? <laughs> okay. The other big, we have two big segments left, but we did have an Elias sighting as he is at a graveyard of himself. It looks as if he's going to be becoming Boss Hog. Will he get a, will he have a uh, Cadillac. Oh, oh man, Can't. yeah, both of those things. <laughs> Roscoe driving the Cadillac <laughs> with bullhorns on the front. Got horns. Now he could be going for the HBK uh, ascending angel with that hat as well. How about how about I'm gonna I'm gonna go real deep cut on you. How about? If he loses an eye to Seth Rollins, and then he looks like Archangel from Airwolf. Nice. Airwolf. Yes. <laughs> Michael Jan Vincent, right? Uh, Yeah, I believe so, yes. Ernest, Ernest Borgnine. Ernest Borgnine, yes. Yeah. <laughs> All the kids talk about Ernest when they're talking about tough guys. The great Santini. <laughs> Okay, so Charlotte comes out and lets you know that this was all inevitable. She gets she's she this she's fine here. Uh, Lil, Lily and Alexa come out and wave and say hello. Uh, are you are you more afraid or interested by a program with Alexa, Lily, and Charlotte? I am, I, I, Kevin. I, I literally have no idea what the hell they're gonna do. If the doll becomes the main antagonist here for Charlotte, it's going to be terrible. What if the if, doll gets the belt? Is that worse than uh, Dewey getting the belt? I don't know. 
or Vince or Vince or Vince. <laughs> Sweet Jesus, uh, <laughs> Kevin. I, I'm gonna be honest. I have I. I'm worried. I'm worried this will be just weird as hell. Like not good weird, not like Bray weird. You know, Bray's got that David Lynchy kind of weird. This is more like scary movie kind of weird. <laughs> yes, I get where you're coming from. If here's here, my my thing with this right is to me, either this kills the Alexa Bliss fiendish persona or it saves it right yeah my problem is i'm not 100 percent sure the people that work there will know whether the program killed it or not oh no they'll have no idea kevin because they're gonna they may think you know hey lily dolls are moving off the shelves or something right uh-huh we this sold is what matters. We sold fourteen. <laughs> yeah, but who knows, right? This is crazy. And then we wind You're up with all fast as those carrying cross gimp masks that you can now get at <laughs> WWE.com. Ripley, Nikki versus Baszler and Naya, and Baszler and Naya have a little thing where they kind of talk to each other and work it out as Naya realizes that ba- well, Baszler points out that Charlotte's never played well with anybody, and that exactly what you thought was going to happen happened and you should have known better and Nia's like you're right we're better together than apart nobody can handle us and so then they go out and lose to Ripley and Nikki and Baszler I believe eats the pin yes uh I did think the match was really good I did not particularly like the ending uh I feel like Nia is really working well in the ring right now which is oh yeah this is this improved her a lot. This whole thing with Shayna has really done her a lot of work, good work for her. Right, she's a legitimate, uh, for lack of a better term, giant in, in the women's division, and she's learned to work. She sells pretty well for people, considering what a huge disadvantage it is to be her, her height and 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 as. Uh, physically imposing as she is and trying to sell for others. We see it with a lot of was kicked me in the chest and it knocked me down. Yeah. It's hard. Right. Um, but she's gotten really pretty good at that. And when she wrestles a Ripley, obviously she can excel because now I've got somebody that I can work with, you know, somebody, Mm -hmm. somebody that's strong like me. And I, I do love that interaction there. I, I I have to admit, I thought it was cute when Nikki jumped into Ripley's arms and leaned back with her hand in the air and Ripley kind of looked at her like, this is the most obnoxious thing ever. But still, she couldn't help but find Nikki cute. But I didn't I didn't love the result. I didn't... Um, I don't... Uh, so go ahead. Let me point... Again, WWE says, you know what? We have something that kind of works here. Let's redo it again right over here and see if we can get it over twice. RK bro, huh? Yeah. There is a little of that. Are you worried a little bit that we're about to have Nikki and Ripley as your tag team champs? Kevin, I'm not worried. I already know that's going to happen. 
come on, man. Ripley doesn't let Ripley get in something with you know. Have her slap Nia upside the head and give us a series of matches. Have her slap Shane upside the head. Give us a series of matches. Uh, I mean, it was a no-brainer to me that Nikki would be in a program with Alexa Bliss. Well, you and your thinking. <laughs> okay, I apologize. I apologize. Well, we'll go on to RK Bro because you you brought it up. We'll segue there into it. RK Bro, um, they're back together. They they are having a party for themselves, and there were a couple segments earlier where they kind of reemphasize who they are in character with one another. Then they yeah. get out to the ring. AJ interrupts. We wind up. I'm not going to waste time on that. It, it's a match. AJ versus Riddle. It's fantastic. Um, of Riddle, for as, as much as I wish he would not do interviews outside of wrestling, uh, outside of like the shows. Did you hear what he said yesterday? Uh-uh. Or whatever. I, I read it yesterday. I guess he basically decided to shoot on Roman and say, you know, I could whoop I could whoop Roman in real life, and it's like, okay, what's that got to do with the price of tea in China? You know? What I'm yeah, we're on a wrestling show. <laughs> I get it, dude. There, there, you know, you and Chad Gable could could if if all this was real, you guys would be good to go. You know, maybe carrying cross. Well, so what? Yeah, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar comes out. Yeah. Are we gonna play? If because if you want to play real, Brock chokes you to death. And and Riddle might have trouble with Lashley. Oh, Riddle would have trouble with Lashley. Lashley's Riddle would have a lot of. Uh, uh-uh. that's too much weight jump. But he, he can beat Lashley. But I, I would not. All that said, it, it's a scripted show. Yeah, it's got to do with your ability to entertain, and Riddle can kind Stop of entertain. Lose some people in catering, <laughs> and uh, it didn't matter. Yeah, it, not, it, not what people sold tickets for right all right we wind up getting the bro Derek in the win and the post-match rko on aj aj wound up uh showcasing how good he is and then eating two finishers um i don't hate it uh it it was a great 35 or so minutes for the crowd that was there um anytime you get the opportunity to showcase riddle as a wrestler which we have done time and again lately it is a good idea. Um, I don't know where AJ and almost go from here because I would guess this was the because you know he lost Riddle had lost these type of matches for a while, right? So now that he's gone over in this match and in the tag match, that program has to end and we have to go into something else, don't you think? You would, uh, Kevin, Kevin, you. Would- where did you get your WWE Raw book of booking? <laughs> uh, this means we got to have like six more months of this. <laughs> Clearly in the script. Unless we can find a buddy cop tag team that we can put into this program immediately. Yes. Because we wor- it worked earlier last, it worked last month. Maybe it'll work this month somewhere else. Yeah, that's where we are. <laughs> well, I I swear I enjoyed the episode. There was a lot of good stuff in the episode, you know. At times, if you watch it and fast forward and you get to the good parts, it's a great show to watch. 
that note, this has been a raw review of uh, last week's episode. And for Justin, for me, KP, thank you for listening. This is a Go Home Heat production, copyright 2021. Go home. Check out our friends at the Gin Project, the G-I-N-N project.com.